to the Go Serve Others podcast, where we explore topics around leading, mentoring, and serving others. I'm your host, Mark Shropshire. Well, I am just excited to be back for the third episode in a three-part series on mentorship. And today we're going to talk about being a great mentor. This is turning it around a little bit and allowing us to focus on when you're in the mentor position. And by the way, there's no point in time where all of a sudden you're qualified to be a mentor. I believe at any point when you have experience and when you have had a chance uh, to uh, opportunity to communicate, you can be a mentor. So it really just takes that ability to communicate and some experience um, that's applicable to to help someone. So that, that's some pretty low qualifications. It's pretty, pretty cool. So um, today, the three points on this topic uh, that we're going to talk about uh, will help you become a great mentor, at least kick you off into the right direction. And uh, the secret benefit to being a mentor is that you may learn and grow as much or more than your mentee. So this is a secret. Uh, it could be looked at as a little selfishness, but I, I don't really think so. I think, you know, coming into a mentorship uh, situation where um, both parties, the mentor and a mentee gets value. We've talked about this in the previous episodes. Both parties should get value out of this. This isn't a situation where um, the mentor should be uh, taking everything from the mentee and trying to get value and, and vice versa. The mentee should not be expecting the mentor to uh, to just take from the mentor and not give anything back. This is a relationship. Hopefully it grows into a friendship and maybe even more, but you want you want this uh, you want at least the mentorship relationship as a start to have value for each other. Um, so number one, we want to reflect on your life path. So as a mentor, take some time, uh, go for a walk, go out in nature, go somewhere where you're not listening to a podcast like you are now, where you're not trying to read or watch Netflix or uh, do some work. You want to take some time away where you can just on your own, reflect on your life path. Uh, take a notebook with you. Uh, you can take something digital as long as you've got notifications turned off. You want to have a way, though, to take notes, reflect on your life path. You want to think about where your life has gone. Um, and this can be big picture life. Um, and it can, and of course, you can, you can be thinking about narrowing it down to maybe the vocation or the really the target um, uh, for for this um, for this mentorship relationship, you know, if it's work related or uh, personal growth in some uh, some aspect, but you also don't have to do that. You can kind of just think about life in general. You know, what where did I start? You know, where uh, where did I where did things take off for me at different points? Where have I succeeded? Where have I failed? Because even if you're relaying a story later to a mentee and it had, has nothing to do maybe as far as context uh, of the um, vocation or, or the topic around it. Uh, it, if it doesn't, even if it doesn't have anything to do with maybe the, uh, the same work that the mentee is involved in um, and maybe they're you know, looking at a work, rela- you know, work mentorship um, situation, just the ideas, sometimes the concepts of how you work through problems, how you find success, how you find, you know, how you stumble upon the failures and get out of that failure mode, uh, look back on it and learn from it. Those things are still 
can be really valuable. So, um, so you want you want to um, just take a big assessment of you know all of the things how you've gotten where you are, not just a success as we've talked about this in in uh, one of the previous mentorship uh, episodes. But you know, be honest, um, take take good notes. Those things will help um, provide some some stories and context and discussion items that will help when things come up. So just journal those somehow, whatever works best for you. You want to talk about what you've learned. Uh, you also want to think about where you uh, were when you were in the shoes of the mentee. It, it could be that it was uh, something that was you were in their shoes 10 years ago. It could be something you were in their shoes six months ago, and it's super relevant. And that, that's when it really, that this relationship can help each other because we're all still learning. Uh, till, the, till the day we die, we're, we should always be thinking about uh, always learning. And um, you also want to think, what could you have done differently? You know, what would you have done differently now that you have hindsight? Looking back, that, that kind of stuff is so valuable to a mentee to be able to hear from someone to say, you know, if I had done that over, I wouldn't have done this. Um, doesn't mean they might not take the same path or even do the same thing, but at least they're aware of that outcome. Um, what what went right? What's What's gone well uh, with different points in uh, in your life, your career, um, those types of things. And also, what were the causes of the things going well or not so well? You know, what looking back, what were those causes? Uh, you want to basically document all of this, journal it, and have it available for those discussions. The, the last point here um, for reflecting on your life path is you want to be ready to do this periodically, and you want to base it on current conversations um, of where you are in that mentorship relationship. So, you know, you might do this before you start with your first meeting, do a reflection point. And then maybe six months down the road, hey, it's time for me to take another reflection point and really kind of think about some of the conversations you've had with a mentee. And maybe you can start to tailor some more. You'll, you'll come up with more things. I mean, you know, whether you've lived a few years or uh, 80 years, you have a lot of experience. A lot of things happen, and you don't really realize it until you really stop and think about it. So you'll come up uh, with probably new memories and things that you've done in the past that apply uh, in, in maybe a previous meeting, uh, and maybe where that where that relationship is currently with your mentee. Um, so you know, periodically do this reflection point. It's uh, not something you just do at the beginning. Uh, number two. Um, for our action items here. We want to listen more than lecture. It's real easy, and it's easy for me to say this because I'm sort of lecturing to you um, in a podcast form. But when you're sitting down, you're having a cup of coffee, um, try to see if you can allow the mentee to speak more, at least at times. Um, Let's say a whole conversation goes by, you guys are chatting it up for 30 minutes or an hour. You know, if you do a uh, an hour get together with your mentor mentee, um, uh, in a sit down with a coffee, what would be interesting is, can you let them speak to you more than you talk to them? So maybe sixty uh, percent of the time they're speaking, you maybe speak thirty five, forty percent of the time. Um, what's interesting here is you can get a lot of information. From where they're coming from, uh, just listening is good. 
Uh, also, you know, this is a this is not an every meeting situation. Sometimes you're going to wind up speaking more. That's fine. But what you can learn uh, by listening is you'll have new information that can guide your discussions, future discussions too, in directions you didn't expect. So you may go in because um, you kind of know some topics and you've already got this outline and some ideas from the mentee if they followed uh, what we discussed in the last episode, episode five. Um, but you may go in with assumptions saying, well, you know, these are the things I want to talk about and I've done my reflection point. Um, and, and, but, but what's really cool is when you listen to them, you'll start to realize, ah, there's a, there's a whole other angle here that I didn't think about because now I've listened to them and I'm hearing where they're coming from. They're not concerned with the things I thought they needed to know. Maybe they've already been through those things. They need uh, a little bit of um, um, discussion around this other topic. The other thing you can learn um, is you'll have help with your reflection time. You'll have info. Uh, you'll you'll get to know them as a person. Uh, it'll be a lot more intimate over time. You'll have an int- intimacy with uh, the mentee and the mentee with a mentor that will help uh, you basically each other um, have when you do reflect on this uh, on the topics and things you're going to talk about. You'll have more information um, to frankly tailor it for each other. You'll also be able to work through um, in very personal ways to help the mentee get the value out of the relationship. So again, this is back to everyone should get value out of it. This, uh, this is not selfish at all. This is, um, you know, we all, we want to help each other. I mean, that's really a core component of go serve others. It's about helping others, but as a result of helping others, you know, being able to see value and get value out of that, it's kind of an unexpected benefit. Um, as long as you don't go in with the assumption that I'm going in just so I can get value out of this and that's it. Um, going in saying I'm doing this because I'm helping somebody and, and, and it's a goodwill kind of thing. Uh, the rest of the stuff will just kind of happen. The value will happen. Um, but you do have to do some planning and some work together to make that work out. Um, so number three, uh, third action item here is want to keep the mentee unstuck. Um, and, and, uh, I do software development, uh, for my vocation. And so we talk about, uh, developers being blocked. So blocked or, or stuck just means, you know, wherever you're at, you just can't seem to get past, uh, the place you're at, um, in, in work or in some type of, um, task you're doing, you know, and it's usually some type of mental block or you haven't thought about it a different way. A lot of times, it's frankly just you need a you need some mentorship. You need some team help. Um, you need uh, you need someone else to help you get through that. So part of the, in my opinion, part of a mentor's responsibility is to help keep them unstuck. So it's easy for all of us to be stuck. We create cycles that we repeat, and a lot of times these are negative cycles. And we want to get on those positive cycles, and we repeat with the same issues over and over. I can tell you that I do this. I will fall into the same cycles at times uh, with the same storyline. It's my own personal shrop flavored storyline, but I'm working and working and working, always in working at trying to break those cycles, break them sooner uh, so I can step out of them and, uh, and, and be productive again. We're all human, so these things happen, but being conscious of how to get out of those um, is important. So you also want to work with a mentee to help keep them unstuck by coming up with new approaches that may help them break those negative cycles. So how can we how can we approach 
whatever they're stuck with a little bit differently, maybe a different angle. And this could just be suggestions. You know, it's not your, you don't need to feel like also, by the way, every time you come into a meeting, every problem they outline, don't come, don't come at it with, all right, I've got to have a, I've got to solve this for them in this hour we have. Um, Because the truth is you're probably not going to solve it for them. It's also not your job to solve it for them. Um, It's great if there's something you, every now and then you'll do something, you'll say something, and it will trigger um, thoughts and ideas with a mentee, and they'll come back and say, wow, that just, what you did was amazing. It, 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 uh, it, It solved exactly the problem I was having. The truth is they solved it. You maybe showed them a different way to think about it. Um, so don't put that pressure on you. You're not there to solve all their problems. You're there to just talk about in conversation, your experiences and how it may relate and may, how it may help them. But all you can do is share, make them think about things differently. And you also want to, um, evaluate how the new approaches work. So maybe at the next session, next get together, next coffee, next lunch, whatever, ask them, um, hey, so we talked about this, uh, you know, recap here. We talked about this was going on last time and, you know, how, how has that gone? You, did you try some of the new approaches? Did anything resonate? Did anything work? How did it work? Uh, what went well? What didn't? So encouraging the mentee to focus on solutions instead of getting down in the mire of the problems is also a way to stay, um, um, to stay, to become unstuck or to become uh, in a forward moving progress mode. Um, So it's kind of a fancy way, I guess, of saying, you know, focus on the solutions instead of the problem. But I like to say it a little, I like to expand on it a little more in saying that most of the time what happens is we just, we just get down in the mire of those problems. We, when we get stuck, we're, our head is down in, even if we're not really negative about the problem, it's like, we become uh, obsessed with solving the problem, but our minds are stuck thinking in the exact same way over and over. And uh, this happens where uh, often where we then don't take a break um, to solve the problem. We don't go for a walk. We don't uh, even take a break for days or weeks and coming back to it later if you can. Um, so you want to look. Uh, you want to really look for other solutions, alternate solutions, things you haven't thought of. That's where a mentor or a team or other people can help. So using examples as a mentor of where you've been stuck in the past and how you've worked through those issues and sharing not just the successes, but sharing the hard parts of that, um, uh, that phase of being stuck. Super critical, being honest and transparent. Talked about that um, in the series already. But this is so important from a mentor is to... Um, uh, is to mentor people showing that, hey, you you are being honest and open and saying, you know, when I went through this issue, um, uh, as an example, sharing that with a mentee that you uh, had these problems and you cycled through some negative cycles and how you how you worked through that and what worked, what didn't work. That's, that's all critical because often what didn't work and often the failures are really what helps a person improve when they hear these stories and they uh, talk through and ask questions about it. So um, lastly, for number three on keeping the mentee unstuck, use a current situation where you're stuck. You right now, because we always we can always get stuck. We're, 
we're not a mentor because we figured out life and we're experts now and we don't need any uh, more improvement. We're, we've got it all figured out. So we, we all get stuck. Um, I do uh, probably every day on something. Um, so use a current situation where you're stuck, just pick one and um, ask the mentee for their advice. Flip, flip it, uh, become the mentee, let them be the mentor and, and uh, see if it's something they can help you with. Giving a mentee the chance to mentor is a growth opportunity for them. It's also a value point for you because you may wind up getting some fantastic advice that helps you out, which is awesome. Um, so you're kind of flipping that. That's also going to cause a little bit of shock with them. They're not going to expect you to do that. Uh, most people won't unless they've had that happen before. So, so that little bit of shock is a good thing for the relationship, good thing for the conversation. Um, if they're kind of dozing off a little bit or kind of losing focus, hopefully phones are put away and all that kind of stuff. But um, that's a way to kind of uh, uh, to bring back to life the conversation. It also shows that you care what they think, and it's not a one-way street. It's not a lecture. So this is, this is I think, just a takeaway that's huge for number three in this whole podcast. By helping others, we can often help ourselves unknowingly. So, um, so again, by helping others, and you're a mentor, you're helping others. That's a form of help by um, saying, yes, I will take the time and be your mentor. Um, by helping others, then you can often help yourself or ourselves unknowingly. And what I mean by that is it's, it's unexpected. You don't expect a return on this sometimes. You go into it saying, hey, I'm going to help them. I, uh, you know, I like them. I respect them. They, maybe they, I, they seem like they're really willing to, uh, to, uh, they're really willing to work hard to get to where they want to go, but they need some help. Maybe you see a little bit of yourself in them, and that inspires you. So I think that's really interesting um, because so often we think if I help someone else, then it's just taking from me. It's taking energy from me. It's taking money from me. It's taking other resources from me. And um, if you go into it not worried about anything that's being taken from you and you focus on just helping them, um, all of that stuff just, all those concerns just go away. Resources and uh, money doesn't matter. You'll make more money. Um, it's it all, all that stuff just, and of course in, in the middle of all this is, you know, you've got to have good judgment and things like that in a situation. But, um, but it, it is so amazing the feeling of helping someone else and also even learning something, getting something back out of that, um, uh, even beyond just the, the great feeling of helping someone out. So just to recap, those three important points to be a great mentor. Number one, reflect on your life path. Number two, listen more than lecture. Number three, keep the mentee unstuck. And, and that's it. And I'm super excited to close this, this short series, three-episode series on mentorship. Uh, I'll try to put together a blog post or something and, and, and package this together so that it can help others. Um, in a, a mentorship situation. I'm super excited because I actually had this week someone at work reach out to me and say, um, Shrop, I, I'd like to help you um, acquire this, um, uh, this next step thing in your career path. And uh, I immediately said yes, 
I will accept your offer. So this is a mentor coming to me as a mentee and saying, I'm offering help, which is a little different. They came to me. I said, yes, we did a quick conversation, five, 10 minutes. And my commitment to them, so eating, eating kind of my own dog food, as they say here on this podcast, immediately said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Give me the weekend, early part of the week. I'm going to make an action plan. I'm going to outline how often we'll do check-ins. I'm going to kind of frame up the, the, the relationship. I'm going, to, I'm going to outline the tasks that I will commit to doing, at least as an initial plan, um, goals that I hope to get out of it, that kind of thing. And I said, I'll get that um, to them early next week so that we can talk through. They can agree upon it, make sure it makes sense, and add any, you know, add, edit any kind of things they think would be beneficial since they're the ones that are offering to help. And then we'll go from there. And I, and uh, so I told them that uh, I've been talking about this topic and excited about it. So I am super excited to be on the side of the mentee in this in this scenario. Thought I'd share that um, that uh, that even I have benefits of being a mentee. Uh, I don't have it all together. Don't know everything, and always have things to learn. So thanks for being a part of this. Um, this has been a great episode, great series. Remember, we can all lead mentor, and serve.